All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Why are the playoffs better at Boston Pizza? Because we've optimized our sports bar experience by studying in-depth analytics, starting with our new BP Wing Ribs, currently leading all apps in wings above replacement, and deep-fried pickle wedges, an early favorite for the unanimous number one overall pickle. And, of course, the advanced stats darling and leader in pints per game, the new Beer Mosa. Catch the playoffs at Boston Pizza, powered by Fanalytics. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by the Nation Network. Subscribe for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Oilers Nation Radio, episode 284. Tyler hosting for Bagged Milk, even though Bagged Milk's still in the room. I'm here. He's right there. Makes you think. Why are you hosting? Avoid the grind. (laughs) I'm, uh, I'm just focused on tomorrow's game. I have no interest in doing any work. Boom. Also, everyone is tired because we filled up on Wilhock beef jerky from our friend Trent. I got room. So do I. We I, left the bag of beef jerky outside. What but were we good, thinking of? Good. Well, no jaw left to talk. Yeah. It and is some good jerky. I ate a lot. If doing uh, how we many? You used to eating bananas all the time. Even yeah, you just cut right much, through them. Bananas softer. and cheesecake. That's just easy work for the job. <laughs> well, that's, Liam's got soft teeth, though. Yeah, Most right. people don't know that. Dips, that's why he's bananas He did and dip cheesecake. his beef jerky in the water before he mm. chewed on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> yes. He's been letting it soak in his mouth for the last 15 minutes. like a drink dip, that like... water afterwards, too. It's going to be the best water he's ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, our pal Trent from Wilhawk Beef Jerky is going to stop by and chat some Oilers with us in a little bit as well. But a I stumbled there. My that was bad. a rewind feature. Yep. We'll cut that. But first, it's time <laughs> for the Oodle Noodle delicious <laughs> debate. Brought to you by Oodle Noodle, where if you want an Oilers Nation sticker, you know what you can do? Boom, just pop into any one of the Edmonton locations. They'll have an Oilers Nation sticker for you. Get dinner on a Friday night. Have a sticker you can rep Saturday for game six. It's by the way, I did see the messages in the Oilers Nation everyday chat. I've sent a text to Jay. We will be restocking at the locations that are out. Ah, good. 
So let if, you, if you do go in there and you want a sticker and they don't have one, just let us know and we'll restock. Yep. Uh, your delicious debate question. I was debating looking back on game five a little bit, but let's look ahead to start the show. Let's do things in a weird order. We asked this question today on Oilers Nation every day. Liam, myself, BM gave our answer, but Rick, I'll start with you. Give me your pick for an unsung hero in game six against the Kings last year in game six. Remember Tyson Berry walks in, fires home a shot from the top of the circles, wins the game for the Oilers last year. Game seven, it was Cody Cece who stepped up and got the goal. Who's your pick to do something special in game six. You know what? Let's just go with a guy who's been doing it all year. Just whenever you needed it, we're going to go with uh, Mr. Two first names, Derek Ryan. Uh, long say- or short. Oh, the short version. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. yeah. Don't know. The little, the smaller one. Sure. If you've been watching those bottom six lines, they've been really having their uh, their desserts with these guys recently. And I think it's a guy like him. He's going to find a way to pop one or two. And whether to be get us going or just the final nail in the coffin, I can see Derek Ryan, a little Derek Ryan, getting the job done for us tomorrow. Derek Ryan in game five played 15 minutes and 25 seconds at five on five. That was sixth on the Oilers in ice time. They outscored the Kings one to nothing when he was on the ice. Dan, who's your pick? Unsung hero game six. Well, I mean, I got to stick with the theme you laid out there earlier, and I'm going to go with a guy that I think has played a role with this team already uh, when you see the performance of an Evan Bouchard since he's come to this team, but it's going to be Matthias Ekholm, Mm. I think, is going to just hammer home a puck here or there uh, and and play a real significant role tonight. Or sorry, tomorrow night, I guess it is. We had super fan Magoo on Oilers Nation every day. That was his pick, and I agreed with him, so I will agree with you. I think oh. we're getting a big third-period goal from Matias Ekholm that will seal the deal in Game 6. Liam, who's your pick? Yamamoto. Kyle Yamamoto is Three syllables. Pick. Yep. He's uh, been getting a lot of hate five. recently. People are asking him to be out of the lineup and we're be replaced by Dylan Holloway. Stop I asked those people, what do you expect Dylan Holloway to do that Yamamoto's not doing? I guess maybe score, but it's not like Holloway has a record of that in the NHL either. I think Yamamoto's going to come up. I just want to put that one into the atmosphere because I want to manifest it a little bit too. Stop the haters. Yam? You had a tough game physically on Tuesday in game five. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think he's going to use it as motivation for game six. My pick is Warren Fogel. He took one right in the numbers. He got leveled by Dowdy. And I think that's going to knock the old cobwebs out. He's going to be fresh. He's going to be ready. He's going to be dialed in. Warren Fogel is my pick. Will it be a breakaway goal? Absolutely. He's so due. It was actually the end of the game. Fogel was just getting fed punches by Deneau as well. So he just, he took it all for 60 minutes. And Deneau was like reaching around the linesman to do it. Like Fogel couldn't fight back. And Deneau was just being a grease ball as expected. Oilers did a great job of ignoring the noise. Yep. In game five. Tyler, who's your pick? Uh, my pick, I, like I said, I agree with Dan and Superfan Magoo. I went with uh, Matias Ekholm, but I want to dig into Liam's a little bit more because I feel like there's a conversation to be had there. A lot of people upset with Kyler Yamamoto's lack of production. I think Jay Woodcroft would probably be in that group when you consider that his minutes fell to just 10-18 at five on five in game five. He was basically paired up with Clean Cost, in which I actually liked that duo. I think mm-hmm. if you're looking for two wingers who you're going to play with skill, McDavid or Drysaddle, every time they're on the ice, which is, again, the approach when you're going 11-7, and seven, then Costin and Yamo are a pretty good duo to do that. The people saying that you need to play Dylan Holloway in that spot are insane. What were the issues with Dylan Holloway's game early in the year? Bad penalties, 
bad turnovers. Do you want that guy to have his confidence absolutely rattled because he did something that cost the team a goal in game six or seven of a playoff series? No way. Is that, does anyone here believe they should play Holloway? No. Uh, no. Yes. I Over do believe. Whom? I think at some point there could be an opportunity to play him. No, like we're not talking about at some point. We're talking about tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. No, no, no. Or yeah, even there are no. people trying to get him in the last game. Yeah, no, I wouldn't play him. He's a he's a black ace. I think it's good that he's getting line rushes with McDavid and Drysaddle, though. Yeah, it's that, great. If that comes about, then the opportunity is there for him. But I, I, I don't think he should play him, no. Short of an injury, there's no way he corrects the lineup. I would put Devin Shore in before him. That would be my answer as well. As short of an injury, knock on wood, we don't have to deal with that. That's the only way I think he comes in is if there's a spot opening up in the top six for him, or else Devin Shore is probably your call up, or maybe Brad Malone. Why? Stop looking at me like that. I know you disagree with me. I know, but I, so he's like, just been around for the season. I just think it's well. Dylan Holloway would have been around if he was healthy. Depends on but which no, role. Holloway like a bottom, a bottom field. I'm talking about a bottom six. Depends on who, who there, gets yeah. hurt. Like you're not, I don't yeah. think you're putting in Devin Shore if Evander Kane is injured yes. for a game or something. Okay, so if Kyler Yamamoto's hurt, you bring in Shore. I would. <laughs> that I would, one, I'd actually, I would. I would consider Holloway on that yeah. one. Austin it, it feels. I would bring in Shore. Sure. That's where you got to look at Shore. No, I think it's that. Yeah, I think what it's does that Shore six, bring that role. Holloway doesn't? Holloway's going to give you speed, yeah. the chance you, to actually score a goal. But what he doesn't do is the things that you you mentioned from earlier in the season. He doesn't make those mistakes. He doesn't have that that doesn't have those bad penalties in him. That you know, I'm not saying that Holloway necessarily does, but Shore just doesn't have that. Nope. But there was a basketball player. Um, they got eliminated the other day, and I don't know who the hell it was. Milwaukee? or Whatever. But he's he came out and said, you know what, the lights were a little too bright. Oh, I don't remember. He that. just admitted the fact that you know what, this was. It was a larger piece of pie than he expected. Oh. So in this case, I would give it to Shore just because I know Shore has been there before, and I do not want to go and give Holloway and just force feed Holloway that that yeah. big that big stage. That was a uh, Jared Allen. I think he's on Brook. Oh no, he's in Cleveland. That's who he's on. But um, I think on on Shore as well. When he was in the lineup, a little bit more regular. That the, the line he was playing them always at him Ryan. I think actually Pugliavi at the time. We're, we're rolling quite well. And he's just a, he's such a simple player to play with. Don't forget, we're like, talking about 19 short, not 14 short. Yeah, this, and that's a big thing. Right? This that's is a 19 short coming in, not 14. Huge difference. <laughs> Extra five makes all the difference. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. Imagine if you won 99. That's, boy, oh boy. <laughs> I just think there's putting in, I, I understand what you're saying. Like there's a dependability thing with a guy like Devin Shore that maybe you don't have with Dylan Holloway. Definitely don't the, have a Dylan Holloway. Well, yeah, but also you're not going to play him that much. And again, I think you're putting him no matter what he's in the spot of being on the fourth line duo where you're playing him with skill. And I think you can, you want to, I want to take the chance of that upside. Devin Shore. PK though. No, he doesn't kill penalties. What do you mean? So, doesn't kill penalties. He's been out on the PK. In f I just uh, in I thought him and Derek Brassad killed penalties together last season. <laughs> uh, in forty seven, I mean, like, okay, he does. In forty seven games this year, he spent thirteen minutes on the PK. What about so like? And how many minutes did Holloway spend on the PK? That's like. Uh, 16 seconds. <laughs> so I mean, he kills more than Holloway, well, but like, well, I, I don't think. I think it will be circumstantial. Yep. For yeah, example, sure. if, if Yamark doesn't come back and you lose another penalty killer, then you probably want to want, want to have Devin Shaw in there for the, for that. Cause he knows how to do it. 
for, but I, if like what Dan said, you lose a Yamamoto or a Vander Kane, it, it probably is Holloway, but I still don't know if I would put him in the top six. I'd probably elevate a Warren. Fable, and that's a good example. point too, yeah, because come point. the second round, if you know, we get there and whatnot, I do believe 26 will be back in the lineup. So you'll yeah. Yeah, and Mark will be there. That's just another guy to push Holloway down a spot. So then the question is, do you go 11 and seven or 12 and six? 11 and seven just works so well. It does. Especially this series with the, the ability to move away from Dono and Kopitar and just kind of tie the Kings out consecutively with yeah. the skill. Like, like the Kings, were they not basically just rolling four lines in the third period last game? Like they didn't put up much of a fight. That was weird. Dude, they weren't even four checking. My they favorite were still though, trapping. My favorite though is what the point you made where they were trying to fuck around a little bit oh, towards the end of the game. And Woody's like, had enough of you. And they just put out the massive line just yeah. to be like, oh, that's enough now. <laughs> hey, what do you guys want to do? Those five guys could have gone Red Rover style, arm to arm, and stretched the entire width of the ice. Easily. And the oh. Kings would have been screwed. 100%. Well, actually, the Kings wouldn't have done anything. They would have dumped the puck in, then no one <laughs> would have gone to get it. <laughs> they would have just lined up 1-3-1 one, one, and be like, oh, yeah, shit. All right. <laughs> that, uh... That um, I was about to say that scene. Uh, it was a bit of a scene at the end of the second period when Darnell Nurse skates back with the puck. Kings are losing, and just they let him run out the last twenty seconds. Yep. And it was Kempe too, and he was like, "That nah, no, gotta stay in my structure." Yep. It's like, my man. favorite part about that is in game one, the Kings were actually having a little bit of success with the one three one. Oilers were navigating it, but like a little bit of success. Game two, Woody just flipped the script on how he wanted to approach it. And Tom McClellan has not adjusted whatsoever. I still think they need to sit. If they don't, no one's going to rush you, just sit back there. And we go back yes. five, six, seven, eight, the nine Colton years ago. Uh, like, Move the puck. Uh, no. Tampa, yeah. Tampa Philly. <laughs> yeah. Where dude is like, just stood there. He's like, well, you guys are going to come at me and I'm going to stay here. And we'll all just watch the clock. It was Pronger who was standing across from him. Oh, yeah. And Stamkos was standing across from him. Yeah, and then, that was uh, Guy Boucher was the one three one coach there. Yeah, like, dude, do that. Oh, if you're up, I mean, there's no reason why you wouldn't, right? Oh, like, what's LA going to do? But I also do think that's a little bit of like uh, prevent defense kind of thing, right? Like the Oilers' strength is their attack. Oh, yeah, but if you're but up, if you're, winning, one, if you're yeah. not it's attacking. A time, it's a time thing, and I want my my matchup yeah. to come down to the, me. So the, yeah, was that Not ch- even that, just let the guy come in like the yeah. – yeah. The, the no longer there, the ringette line now. Like there, it's, there was a moment in game five. It might've been Broberg who had the puck, but they did the angle from the back of when you see them. And I didn't, I didn't notice this before, but Jay Woodcroft was just on the bench. Just like hand out, just like stop. And they must've stood there for like 20 seconds. Yeah. And then eventually obviously he stopped moving, but he's like, you're wasting a lot of time by not putting any pressure on the others and you're losing. We've yeah, watched it. We've watched it with team Germany. We've watched it with all of those European countries where they play the trap game and they can't do it against the Canada. Yeah. And it just, they can't handle it once you're up. And so let them do it. They don't have the offense. That's plain and simple. Why you do it? Right? Yeah. Uh, I think we would all agree that a big key to victory on, uh, on Saturday night is going to be scoring first. Well, there's that. And also not giving up, the dumb mistakes like they did at the end of the first period, like the first goal that LA scored in, on game five was a blown clear. Okay. You can, you clean that up. The second one was just lo- blo- uh, blown coverage on the Kempe goal. Yeah. Got to clean that up. They'll be fine. The others have only not scored in first in one game, right? That was game three. Yeah. Oh no, game four as well. Game four, yeah. three, nothing. Yeah. Right. Cause I have, yeah, never mind. I'm expecting <laughs> both games in LA went to OT. I'm expecting another tight one tomorrow. It's going to look exactly like the last game. 
I think it will too. I, I actually, I'm going to agree with Rick. I'm not expecting a tight one. I think this might be one where the Oilers the Kings just look so out of gas and maybe the three days off will help them. But I just think if Edmonton can get up by a couple early, it's just going to be snowball down the hill. Here we go Their again. Goal, but like we were in, has no confidence. We right were now. in LA, like that crowd it's, it's <laughs> bumping to start off the game. Yeah, that's going to give LA a boost. Fair. No, good point. If the Oilers score first, I'm with you. But if the Kings get an early one, I just got to take a couple punches first. I, I, I just think the Oilers have to just stay out of the box and stop and don't 100%. give them more chances and more opportunities to come back. Into it, even if they aren't in it, you know, or even if they are in it, don't give them any more opportunity. But yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I, this, this game is, is a fascinating one. This the Saturday game. We're, we're not Simple. usually in this, uh, this Simple. victory formation, this scenario. So that's a, I really don't know how it'll go. To be honest, because the Kings have just not looked like themselves for five periods now. And but if they play like the way they did in the other games where they kind of like take the punches and then they continue to like put the pressure on the others, then obviously it's gonna be a much tighter game. It's just hard to predict what LA team is gonna But they're show. going to the same spot on Corpusello all the time. That's true, yeah, that's on Corpus Allo. That so is unless, unless Corpusello can somehow erase that, which we all know he can't. Look at his career numbers. Like they're just not, they're not what he has been in the first couple of games. Oh, do they go with the wind machine? Phoenix Copley. Dude, I didn't spell his name properly. <laughs> the thing That's that true. they did, the Oilers did really well on Tuesday is they ignored everything the Kings did. Would they get one penalty on Tuesday? Uh, bring that level but of discipline. But, but bring that level of discipline the official, tomorrow. The officials fucking kept their arm down because the Kings are still fucking flopping. No, I understand, oh, but they're goodness. not calling embellishment anyway. So just ignore that noise. Like Evander Kane talked about it after they talked in the room about they're going to slash you in the knees. They're going to do everything after the whistle. You just got to skate away and leave them be. Don't let them under your skin. The others are the better team. Don't let LA bring you down to their game. Play your game. You're going to be fine. You mentioned uh, the miscues defensively. It's kind of weird to sit here and go, boy, Connor McDavid was on the ice for all of those. Uh, <laughs> I mean, 97 didn't have a banner game defensively by any stretch. Uh, I still think it's a matter of, you know, when, not if we get a vintage Connor McDavid game in this series, whether it'll be game six or a potential game Stop seven it. that I hope doesn't Stop happen. It. I don't even think that's real wood. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> my point is I think we're due for a vintage McDavid game. Uh, but what do you guys make of the whole he's hurt thing? Do, are we buying into that? Everybody's hurt. Everybody, yeah. I, like, have you? Okay, other than other than the stupid video yesterday, if you can find me something in the game that you're like, yeah, you can see he's I, out there flying. He's trying to go through every play. Nothing has changed. You can absolutely see there's scenario or there's situations where McDavid does test a leg a little bit more after a slash here and there. Yes, Mick, I've seen it. I you just asked me to tell you, and I've seen it. But but it's not it's not anything different than like a runner running for 10 kilometers and then feeling sore after it. Like to yeah, me, it's, it's not, not an injury. It's not affecting him. No, it's just, it's just something that's part of being a pro athlete. And we're just hyper-focused on it right now because the injuries are uh, a concern. Outside of yesterday's are. video, this wouldn't be a conversation anymore than it'd be. I think yeah, you could, I think you nothing. could go through, I think you could go through the footage and you could find this with any player when they get, he's been taking sure, extra. But he, everybody, yeah. You can't, yeah, but he's not hurt. Like that's he's exactly, not, he's, that's to be thing. fair on our, not affecting his game on the everyday chat and on Twitter as well. There have been a lot of people since kind of game three who are like McDavid must be hurt because he's because not, he's not putting up 30, there's also a lot of people that like, I thought we went through this like yes. game two where I'm just like, Oh, he's getting double covered in the offensive zone. Again, we at some point have to give the opponent any kind of credit. Phil yeah. Deneau specifically. 
So they're st- they're trying to shut him down. I get it. He takes the puck, dishes it off, says, "Okay, guys." Who is, the team does? Who has McDavid played against the most? I think it's Gavrikov and Roy has been the pairing he's gone up against most of the time, and a lot of Dowdy too. Uh, yeah, like maybe a little bit of Dowdy in there, Mikey Anderson. I mean, like you said, credit to the Kings that like they have done a very Sometimes good job. Sometimes you have of, to give the opposition. Yeah, credit. like the Colpicello has made some great saves on him. It's just kind of is what look it's been, Leon, right? Like, look at that just, Leon goal. After Connor and them ran ran everybody in circles there. Yeah. He had Mikey chasing him, stop, turn on a dime. Doughty didn't do a damn thing in his spot. And Lee- I think that there's, a, that there's a whole generation of hockey fans that haven't seen like just the blanket hockey that we saw in the 90s where you had a guy on teams that was literally assigned to the other superstar. He was a shadow. And they were the shadow. And I think of the Devils, like yeah. when the Devils were winning. Yeah, so I mean, it's, well, I was going back to Estetikin and following Gretzky around. Mm. Yep, and it, it, so I mean, I think that there's just there's a certain element with a guy like Philip Deneau that it, he pisses us off as a fan base, but we're not giving him nearly enough credit for what he is doing effectively, which is getting into McDavid's kitchen every time he touches the puck. He's right in where the stick handling is, and that's what McDavid hates the most. How many points does he have? Eight. Eight. And you mentioned he's got some looks like he just yeah. missed on that B way against Corpus Allo. Corpus Allo stopped him on a couple odd mans where, I mean, if he has two goals, we're probably not even like if he's it, then it's almost a goal a game. And we're like not even concerned at all. I'm not concerned at all. No, I, I think he probably is hurt, but he's not injured. That's a good way to put it. Cause yeah. if he was truly like, if he was truly injured, yeah, he wouldn't be practicing. Wouldn't be practicing. practicing. Like Evander Kane's not practicing because yeah. reports he's banged up in multiple spots. We like, spoke about this with Frank too. Like, Dry saddle and nurse didn't see the ice unless po- the puck was being dropped last yeah. playoff run. There is about zero percent chance McDavid would be on the ice if he had any kind of like lingering injury. I like what you said, hurt, not injured. And I'm going to guess that there are 20 dudes in that dress room <laughs> yeah. that are also in some flavor of hurt, not injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys talking about who McDavid's seen I'm the feeling most. like that right now. Come on. Of course they are. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I am hurt. Uh, McDavid yes. has spent 47 <laughs> five on five minutes against Doughty and Anderson. Um, and he has spent 35 minutes, 36 minutes against the Roy Gavrikov duo. So they really have been kind of splitting it up amongst the top Does he four. Have more points. Against I was going to say, what's the scoring difference? I feel like when Gavrikov is on the ice and this is a guy who I was a bit critical of during the trade conversations and really know him that well, but boy, oh boy, he's been pretty good. Or These am I completely are, wrong? No, no, no. Okay. You're bang on. Paris, so favorite, a, second a, favorite team <laughs> against Doughty. McDavid and the Oilers. When it's McDavid and Doughty on the ice, Oilers are up four, two. When it's McDavid Anderson, the Oilers are up three, two. When it's McDavid, Matt Roy, the Oilers are getting outscored four one. And in 36 minutes, Gavrikov has not allowed the Oilers to score in the 36 minutes when he's been on the ice against McDavid. He's been very, very, very good. He's yeah. going to get a nice ticket this summer. Probably so not in be, LA. So there's no way that Jay Woodcroft doesn't also know those numbers. I wonder what he's going to do tomorrow to try and get some better matchups for himself. What does Todd do? Nothing. Like Nothing. Todd said his game plan in February, and that's been the same one that he's going <laughs> yeah, yeah, to put does Todd, does Todd look at those numbers and try and get Gavrikov out there? Does Todd look out there and go... Mikey and, and Drew are my guys, and I, they ought to be out there. Because I, do you want to put Drew? Out, please, please, please put Drew Doughty out there every time Connor hits the ice. Yes. I know he had the big hit, but like, you, dude, almost every money. tried to say it at the start of this playoff series that he, to me, is not a relevant factor in this. He's in this. relevant. He he's not yeah. what he was. He's like, if you change his name, 
Then you're talking about a second well, pairing guy. Oh yeah, but he, because yeah, of his name, because yeah. of what we expect, because we know what ten what years did, ago and what he said yeah. at the start of the series. Oh, let him yap, whatever. I, know, I but like it, that. But it but affected it. It it got us paying attention and booing him. Oh, I don't give a shit what he does. You, Doughty is a is a name. It's wild. He's it's almost a name. He's almost thirty four now. Yeah, he's been around forever. He's only. I feel like he's a what he's older, done in the past. Yeah. And it's just because he's been around like 9,000 years now. He's been a fantastic yeah, player. He has that's, a what, that's what's happening, in, that's what's happening out in, the, in, in New York, too. Patrick Kane. Yeah. He's a name. A little bit. They're not what they used to be. We need to like understand that you're going after these guys at the end of their career. Taves. It's not who they used to be. You need yeah. to know exactly who they are today. It, and it it's is, not what they were. It is funnier on a deadline. Like we all wanted Jonathan Taves and then Nick Buke said, kind of like, eh, like, We'll see. And now we have Nick Bukestad and he just absolutely dominated. How about that five. play by Woody? <laughs> Flipping him up into the top six. Yeah. He's Bukestad was so good last game. Like that. I couldn't believe they showed it after he, he drove to the net. He had only had three shots in the series. And I thought he had just been super effective play the whole time. And the fact he can be that reliable and that that good with being Noticeable. so ineffective on the stat sheet is it's quite good. Keep that top six together the same way. What so was it again? Connor Leon Kane. Nuge, Hyman, uh, Bukestad. No. Oof, I don't know. I think uh, I split up Connor and Leon. I would too for this one because you don't get the matchups. But also yeah. maybe you don't because you play in 11 and 7. Do you can just rotate but them anyway. Yeah, it yeah. is 11 and 7. So I guess it, dep- it depends. Also, like, lines like, don't even matter when it's 11 do. and 7. I don't think that LA can handle Kane, McDavid, Drysaddle at yeah, all. And cool. I think Bukestad and Nuge are good enough and smart enough to be able to hold off that Deneau line. Well, and what I was mm. going to say too, just to jump back to talking about McClellan, we like we said, McClellan knows those numbers, he, but yet he's not going to Gavrikov on McDavid only because they know they have to spread it around and they know that those guys are just going to get burnt out and fatigued out against these guys anyway. So I don't think you really worry about matchups right now. Mm. I think you just go out and beat them. And Gavrikov's got to be riding a hot hand like that's got to come crashing down. That's crazy what you just said. That's wild. Well, but I mean that's I, like. Well, what would you say? How would you say Gavrikov is different than Doughty's line? In, how in how would I say? Play? I don't think, I think Doughty jumps into a lot of plays. He's I think more Gavrikov, more Gavrikov plays defense. Yeah. Offensive. And I think Gavrikov is just very intelligent. Once you come across the blue line, he knows his angles and where to he's keep. He's the defensive He's a defensive defenseman. Yeah. The offensive. He's, I'd be curious yeah, to know good. what Dreisaitl's numbers are. Dreisaitl lines numbers are opposing that right if if it is leon doesn't care effective. he just grabs yeah, the fucking say, hulk yeah, smashes out, it doesn't turns matter out leon makes or scored seven goals against gavrikov on the ice kind of thing and it just doesn't matter but but yeah anyways i just it's a that's an interesting debate for mm. us but the nice thing is is we're the team that's up in the series so really we don't have to be the ones yeah. to react. it is a good feeling to be up three two versus where we were last year at this point eh <laughs> siri didn't get that either <laughs> yeah you know, well, i'm still we've been here before we did this at calgary Yes. True, but like I'm still job's not done. No, so of course not. Not looking ahead at anything until they get through tomorrow. You're not hitting up AMA travel and buying any plane tickets yet? I'd love to. To Vegas? But Kobe, job's not done. Yeah, no, job's not done. I showed up to AMA travel, by the way. I'm sure there are a lot of people listening to this who are, you know, tapping their feet going one more win and I can go to amatravel.ca and maybe get my plane tickets. Maybe. AMA travel can hook you up if you do have, uh, or if you do want I've to. I've got big dreams, Tyler. Yep. The job's not done. Uh, you guys talked about Leon Dreisaitl. So at five on five, he's played 40 minutes against Doughty and Roy. He has played about 30 or 37, 37 against both uh, Gavrikov and Roy, sorry, and uh, 40 against Doughty. And how the points roll? 
Uh, he's outscoring the Oilers are outscoring the Kings five one when he's on against Saudi. Yeah, he's in fucking Hulk mode. And the Kings are outscoring the Oilers four one when he's out against Gavrikov. Jeez, so it's amazing. Really. Is Gavrikov him? Gavrikov is the answer. Wow, someone's gonna pay Gavrikov. That's interesting. Uh, I did this again today on Owen every day, but it's an elimination game for the Oilers. They're first to the playoffs. Here's a little stat for you, powered by Boston Pizza and their brand new Fanalytics inspired menu. Beer Mosa before the game, anyone? Hello. Can't say no to that. Pizza flight for Rick. Why not? How about this for a little stat? Last playoffs in four elimination games, two against LA, one against Calgary, one against Colorado. Right? I'm right. Correct. Yeah. McDavid and Drysettle combined for 19 points in those four games. Wow. Give it to me. It's uh, it's something. And Leon Drysdale didn't even score. He just had 10 assists in four elimination games. That's wild. <laughs> Maybe Drysdale's due for an elimination game goal tomorrow. <laughs> that goal they scored, you mentioned it last game, the Drysdale one. McDavid cut Kane, little backhand through the legs pass. And then you could tell the Kings, I think you said they can't handle him. Like they really can't. And that goal is an example of it because they were so frazzled by whatever the hell 97 and Kane just did. And dry was alone in front. And the way I read McDavid's mind on that play was like, he had the buck and he like looked up and saw dry and was almost like, how like <laughs> what's the catch here you know it's like when someone dms you says they got five thousand dollars to help you pay off your loans mcdavid's wow. like this Hold might on. be a trick but then he passed it to dry cell and they scored so tyler says that all those dms you get are real as yes. well i've handed up my sin card like four five six dozen times and now. how many times has it worked i'm still waiting for the first one to come oh. in. well it'll get there it's coming it's just like mail. just like yep. mcdavid to dry cycle in the slot you know what also be nice is a little luck for Nuge. He's a post oh. per game player right now. Uh, last game would have been nice for two posts last yeah. game for some financial betway related reasons for me. That's okay. I, those are both, the those game are both, both wins. <laughs> That's okay. Let those posts go on wins. No, the way I look at it is I'd be concerned. Like some people are, I, I see on Twitter and in the nation's comment section that are worried about it. I'd be more worried if he wasn't getting looks, he's getting looks. He's just not getting the bounce. Yeah. Yep. I'm not and like ba- overly concerned right away. I mean, I'm out of all of the forwards. I am most concerned about Nuge. I'm not. Waz had me do a manifesting circle on Twitter for him this morning. For Look at the playoffs, man. Sometimes, how is he doing defensively? I think he's doing just fine defensively. No, he's been all right. Uh, wasn't he minus three in the first game? Oh, plus know, minus a, long time ago. a dead stat, Liam. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I use while. five on five goals for and against, which is basically the same thing, but sounds better and more <laughs> analytically. <laughs> you know. It's all about how you frame it. Uh, All right. We are going to step aside for a quick break because stopping into the studio for a quick couple of minutes is our boy Trent Wilhawk from Wilhawk Beef Jerkies. We'll be right back. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts they said what the f- are you talking about you insane hollywood ass 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, we'll be getting into hot, cold, hot and cold performers and ask the idiots coming up in just a little bit. But first, yeah, you're, you're giggling at the names of it. Trent Wilhock from Wilhock Beef Jerky stopping in to join us for a bit on ONR. Uh, ask the idiots. It's aptly named when you consider the podcast trend. I feel right at home. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, as always, Wilhock Beef Jerky has been a partner of ours here at Oilers Nation for a long time. And it's been around a long time because the beef jerky is simply the best. How's the beef jerky game going? You know what? Uh, it's going great. Uh, we're hitting the spring and summer season and and uh, we're busy. People are wanting to get outside, go camping, do different things. And there's nothing better than uh, getting some jerky and pepperoni and sausage when you're out and about. It is the A1 road trip snack. I've been hyping up my AMA travel summer road trip for a while here, and I'm heading down to Seattle to watch the Jays. So I will be loading up on Wilhawk Beef Jerky for the drive. Make sure you come see me. I'll look after you. Uh, if people want to check it out, uh, where can they pick it up? Because I know there's the spot in West Ed, but there's other ways to get it as well. Yeah, we have three locations. We have the original location in Leduc, and then we have our uh, second store in Spruce Grove. And then last uh, spring, we opened a kiosk at West Edmonton Mall. You are also a diehard Oilers fan. You are a well-traveled Oilers fan as well. Whenever we do our nation vacations throughout the season, it is almost a lock that you are going to run into Trent Wilhawk, either at the airport or at the game as well. Yeah. You know what? There's there's nothing more fun than uh, traveling with the Oilers and uh, going to all the games and experiencing all the different atmospheres and and it's 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 you know we're we're fortunate that we get to do that yeah. and it's 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 a lot of fun and you meet a lot of great people along the way. Uh, Oilers up three two as this podcast is being recorded. Uh, what have you made of the first five games here? I felt like game five and we talked about this a little bit earlier on the pod. Game five felt like more than just winning the third game. It felt like establishing that you can roll this L.A. team if you really want to. Well, I think clearly after the first five games, it's it's shown that the Oilers are the better team. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we we could sit here and argue for two games. The Oilers absolutely shot themselves in the foot. This yeah. this series actually probably should have been in been over if not a sweep in five games yeah but the oilers they were they were in control then they take dumb penalties and yes you could sit there and bitch all you want about the refereeing and the officials and everything else but really when you look at all the calls where was a bad call and other yeah. than maybe you could argue the day are an a penalty in overtime but as far as i'm concerned they're all legitimate penalties yeah. so once the oilers clean that up they've they dominant now. And, and I fully expect that we're going to see the same thing Saturday night. And I will be absolutely shocked if this game go, if this series goes seven, 
I will too. Like you even think back to last year at this point in the series, they were trailing three, two, like the pressure was absolutely on. And now it'll be interesting to see kind of how the Kings adapt to the pressure being put on them a little bit, because I talked or you mentioned they shot themselves in the foot, like blowing that lead in game one was not LA roaring back with some magnificent comeback. It was the Oilers taking a bunch of dumb penalties, not being clean enough in their D zone. You compare that to game five where the Oilers get a lead and yeah, LA scored those two goals in the first, but in the back half of that game, LA didn't change from their 1-3-1. They kept throwing the exact same things at the Oilers. Edmonton, for the most part, stayed out of the box. And look at that. You go and you go and you win the hockey game. So I, I just don't think LA has the adjustments in them to keep up with Edmonton right now. Well, I totally agree. I think I think what showed after five games is LA's actually tired. Yeah. Because how how what boggles my mind is you're playing a one, three, one down by three goals. I've never seen a team protect a friggin' three goal lead or three goal loss. Yeah. That, that just blew my mind. And really the Oilers are the better team. They're bigger, they're stronger, they're faster. They're actually tougher. Um, it's just stop shooting yourselves in the foot and you're going to have success. And the Oilers have discovered that and they're up three, two in the series. And I firmly believe this is ending tomorrow night. You're a guy who loves old school hockey. So I know you have probably had a smile when Jay Woodcroft threw out Darnell nurse, those five guys had not been on the ice together once together this year. And Woody throws those five and the Kings kind of just cowered. It was like, Oh, we're going to stop running around. It it was freaking awesome. (laughs) I just, we were watching that and I'm like, I said to my buddy, my buddy Curtis, I go, Holy shit. Look at this. They put them, they put the five guys out and we were like looking and we're talking. We're like, yeah, LA was running around a little bit, you know, looking, tried maybe, maybe arguably trying to get a little stupid. And as soon as those five guys stepped on the, and you could see Costin talking to oh, a couple he was guys buzzing around too. and he, you know, they just set the tone is, Hey, if you guys want to get stupid, no problem. We're beating you on the scoreboard and now we'll thump you in the alley. <laughs> That's the value of having a guy like Clem Costin. I know the scoring kind of comes and goes and he's a guy, like, he took a dumb penalty in this series as well. Like he's had his share of tough moments, but when that guy hops over, you can immediately tell the other teams like, shit, yeah, we're, we're done. We're done playing games. We're good. Clem. Uh, we asked this question. It was our giant debate uh, off the top, off the top today. Pick your unsung hero for game five before we let you go. Oh boy. Unsung hero. You know what? I really like the game. Derek Ryan's plan. He's yeah. He's we, we joke that Nick Bukestad is just long Derek Ryan. Cause they're very similar, yeah. but Derek Ryan's sneaky effective. Like he helps out on the PK. You can trust him at five on five on the wing down the middle. He's good everywhere. And he kind of has a knack for finding the back and then at a big moment. Well, Derek Ryan is, is a smart hockey player. Yeah. And to be honest with you, he's a complete hockey player. When he's on the ice, you're never in trouble. Are you going to get a lot of offensive production, Derek Ryan? No, but you're never in trouble with Derek Ryan's on the ice. And there's a reason in certain situations that Woodcroft likes to throw him out with Connor Leon and you know, Derek Ryan, it's just, If I had to pick an unsung hero, that's the guy I'm going with. Tomorrow night when we're partying at Greta for game six, uh, we will be giving away some Will Hawk jerky GC. So if you're coming down to the watch party, look forward to that as well. Thanks for hopping on. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Trent. Yeah, beauty. Thanks, Trent. Uh, All right. Let's keep rolling. Instead of talking Oilers, let's just shuffle for a bit to the rest of the NHL. Is there a rest of an NHL? How much playoff hockey have you guys been watching? Like, I I know what your answer is going to be, Liam, but like, I have been dialed in. What do you think my answer is? Your answer is you watch more hockey this time of year than any time of year. That is true. That is very true. I've, uh, I would say I haven't watched full games, but I've been watching pieces of a lot of games. Yeah, I've, I usually don't watch anyone throughout the regular season, but now I've found myself on my couch quite often. I'm very intrigued by the, the Colorado Seattle series. Everyone just seems to be 
like I made a tweet the other day saying, oh, I think we underestimated Seattle. Everyone said, oh, well, maybe we just overestimated Colorado. It's like, no, that is not the case at all. And if you think Colorado that you are lying. Like Colorado, though. No, not right now they don't. But I think throughout the regular season, there was no reason to come into the series thinking they were going to be down 3-2 going into game six, right? Like, oh, for sure. even without yeah. Kale McCaw for one game, obviously the Nachushkin stuff and Landeskog has missed the whole playoffs, but they still got a lot of players. And I mean, on the Seattle side of things, like Philip Grubauer is being the Philip Grubauer they paid all that money to be. And he's looking like Colorado Grubauer. Yeah. Revenge series, as Bag Milk said on every day today. So yeah, that's been a it's been a very fun series. And obviously the Leaves and Lightning has been awesome to say the least. Just like every single game is amazing. Also, if anyone ever tries to do the McKinnon McDavid thing again, I Get will out. not stand for it. No. What do you mean? Uh, I don't know. I just feel like people always like to try draw the comparisons between those two. And oh, if McKinnon had a dry side, blah, blah, blah. One, McKinnon has a rant in, which is very I good. I just can't wait for Connor Bedard comparisons. Connor yeah. to Connor comparisons. But that play on the winning goal by Seattle, McKinnon goes skate on skate with a Kraken defender. Borderline trip. Like they could have called it, but they didn't. You don't didn't. think it was incidental? I think it was. In, I do. But like yeah. I could see why they may have called it. McKinnon gets up, slams his stick on the boards, is Barking at the ref, Not having back a checking at all. full on meltdown. And who scores? Ah, F3 coming into the slot. Who should be covering F3? I the can. centerman. I just, Nathan's, <laughs> Nathan McKinnon has always been that guy, though, since since junior. Um, and where did he play junior? Halifax. There you go. Um, go but, uh, but, but he's always been known as like the crybaby, which I was surprised that it didn't carry over because of the Sid crybaby stuff. But anyways, um, I, I just, I agree with you, but I mean, we've been saying that since Matthews and, and, and Eichel, I mean, we've yeah. done now Eichel, Matthews, uh, McKinnon and Dreisaitl to some extent. Oh, they, tried, they tried to get, no, uh, uh good. They tried to get Johnny Goudreau in there. Oh, for yeah. Kucherov like, was in there for a minute for too. a little bit too. Yeah. Canucks fans at one point said Pedersen was better. Yeah, there was there. Yeah, exactly. Which one? Oh yeah. Someone wrote that article. Pedersen's the best center in the Pacific division. Oh my goodness. He might be like the fifth best. It's center just, it's a disservice to all those players that we've named because it's not fair to them to try and compare them to the best player in the world. It's like yeah. comparing my beautiful Alfa Romeo to the 1991 Chrysler dynasty. I drove when I was 16 years old. <laughs> or any both fine machines. They're both fine cars. But one is just a cut above the other, you know? <laughs> Let's just do all your vehicles. Let's go. Just all do right. It all. Well, I went from the 91 Dynasty to a 2002 Civic. I'd still take the Alfa Romeo over the Civic. Yep. So then from there, the Civic got smashed into RIP to the homies. Uh, and then to a 2010 Ford Escape. I think I'd take the Alfa jumps. Romeo still. Which I still have the Escape. Is the wipe wiper on that still on fire? Or? Uh, no, I changed that. Okay. Fix that up. Just checking. Fix that up. L- Liam, what was your vid- uh, vehicle lineage? Uh, I went from a 2002 Ford Focus, which almost turned into a Flintstones car because it got so rusty. Nice. Um, now I have a I 2007 Mazda 6, but it also might be a 2010. Well, that's a mystery within itself. I also had the crew mobile for a while. Yeah. And then the crew mobile left. So I'm back to my Mazda 6. Dan? Uh, Elantra, Elantra, Palisade. I haven't had that many cars in my life. That's not bad. Yeah. Oof. Start off with a 91 Tempo. Nice. <laughs> Move into like a 96 Taurus. Had a, what was it? Nissan. No, it was before Nissan. It was a. Datsun? Datsun, yeah. It was a Datsun 200 SX. <laughs> I can't believe I remember. That went into another Taurus. That went into a 91 <laughs> Ford Explorer. <laughs> 
That went into uh, like a 97 <laughs> or a 98 Explorer. He wrote a Velociraptor Rick, we're running out of time on the show. Yeah. That's enough. Turned into, I think, the 2010 Jeep, 2014 Jeep, 2016 Jeep. All right, Tyler, finish this off. Uh, mine will be much quicker. An 03 Dodge pickup, <laughs> a 2010 Jeep Compass, a 2017 Jeep Cherokee, and then the Nation truck. I know they're... Uh, you know what? I'm still waiting for our friends at Sherwood Four for my 1987 Ford Escort GT. I don't know. <laughs> and the br- matching well. Broncos we were all supposed to get, but Jay yeah. just got one. Yeah, Jay just got one. Uh, and Chalmers, if you're listening, you're not. There's no decals on that Bronco. Well, yeah. you'd have to buy an Instagram post up at 7 a.m. for Chalmers. Yeah, that's true. That's, true. <laughs> that's a good real life joke. Uh, if you're listening to this right now and you were like, I'm almost done the podcast, I need more Oilers related content. Game day, 12 o'clock, live on the YouTube, Oilers Nation every day. It's a Sherwood Ford Giant game day edition of the show. So tune in to that. BM? Yes. Do we have any Ask the Idiots questions? Mm, yes. <laughs> What's that? Who's that? The idiots brought to you by Somebody. AMA travel or friends at AMA travel.ca. It is shout out to AMA travel. Uh, I want to keep He's traveling these playoffs. Yeah, so let's giddy up with hosting. AMA. You got to keep right. it organic. Sorry. <laughs> on the ads. Yep. Not very good. You organic have to say reads. it's organic. For I'm organic. starting yeah. with Liam with this one because I know he's superstitious. Incredibly. You're lucky. I'm coming on Saturday. Do you have any <laughs> pregame rituals or superstitions? If not, what is your favorite ritual that you know, maybe about someone else? Yeah. So obviously I wouldn't say the banana is a part of my ritual or superstitions or anything. I just get stressed out very easily. So I eat them, but my ritual this time around is I watch the game at my parents' house. Every like my, my girlfriend's been studying for exams, but I told her she has to come and she studies in the living room with my family because I force her to come. So I do that. Uh, I always wear my Yessi Poyavi jersey and yeah, I have to watch my parents. And this Saturday I'm watching it Greta. So we'll see how that What kind goes. of celebration do you do for each goal? Um it well, it kind of depends on the mojo. The overtime winner for Zach Hyman, me and my dad hugged. Aww. But typically we, me and my dad go around the room and double high five everybody. My mom broke her wrist last year. So it was like fragile still. So we just like softly high five my mom. It's very funny. Did you break your mom's wrist while high fiving? Uh, no, she slipped on ice walking my dog. Yeah, good oh. one, Dan. Yeah, thanks, Dan. <laughs> well, sorry. <laughs> thought there was a fun story there. <laughs> no. Now it's gingerly done. I think <laughs> that's, that's most of my jokes. I think I'm good. I already told my game seven story on here of my superstitions. So Dan, you got any superstitions? Uh, I used to, when I was younger, I've kind of grown out of them. I usually just do a run on the day of a game, but other than that, nothing too, uh, nothing too crazy from me. Is there anybody, you know, that has a superstition you like? Uh, Liam apparently uh, <laughs> <laughs> regurgitates his whole answer. No. This guy I know uh, high five his mom very Yeah, hard. he couldn't high five her. He high fived her so hard he broke her wrist last year. <laughs> um, but no, I like. I'm trying to think. I used to. I used to pray before every game. That was a thing back in the '90s. I remember having some pretty deep conversations with the person upstairs about the Oilers and being all the stars, that kind of thing. So no, no, I don't, I don't have anybody to out on the show. Rick, any superstitions for you? You know what? I think it's just overall, I have to be in the zone. I have to be, you know, when it comes to the TV, there can't be, well, I mean, you can try and distract me. You're not really going to distract me. I need a little bit of space. Um, and everybody around me has to understand who I am because it, you know, anything happens, it could, I don't know what kind of reactions coming out, but I do have a, you know, a pair of socks and maybe a pair of shoes, jerseys that come out de- depends on, on the previous game. Um, 
I do if I go to the game, whether it's on the road or at home, uh, my jersey has to match their jersey and colors. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. You, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I've noticed that, actually. Yeah, yeah. We've we been go, roommates a bunch. We go on the road, it's the white. At home, it's the blue. Does the orange, to- I'll, I'll still wear the orange. The, it's a little bit of last year's playoffs, and it's a Connor, so. Does it have to be the color or the jersey? Does it? No, the color. Just the, so it could Just be like, like an older way jersey. Yeah, so like the like the first game of the of the playoffs here, and if it's on me, it's on me. That's fine. But I wore my uh, my royal blue Holloway jersey. I know he was not playing. I don't think he's up at the time, but You're that a was monster. really my. Monster. I those I have a Holloway royal blue. I have a Holloway. I have a Brandon Davidson. I have an Andrew Ferrance. Ah. And I think that might be it for Royal Blues. All the boys. So it had to come come down to that one there. Um, (laughs) Murder's Row. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, a lot of people enjoy watching me watch the playoffs. I don't have a superstition, um, but when the Oilers were down three nothing, my girlfriend, who was watching with some friends, took off her jersey and put it on her legs like a blanket, and she claims that is why they came back. So that's her new superstition. Did she do that last game? They weren't losing, so that she did, said she didn't. Oh, have to. Only does it at the- eh, it's break glass in case of emergency for her. Oh. So at Greta tomorrow, if uh, the Oilers start losing, jersey it's not off. happening. Yep. I don't have superstitions at all. About the others. I I need a beer in my hand pregame. Um, I don't blame myself. Oh, there has to be some alcohol intake for sure. Yeah. Like I got one speed and it's fucking pedal to the floor during the playoffs. And uh, my body probably wishes I didn't do that. But I I only drink if I'm at the arena. No, yeah, you don't. I think I will decide it. But typically, like, yeah, I just don't drink during the games. I'll have... Like if I'm at home and I'm watching it, I'm so dialed in, I would probably have a drink and forget to drink it. Yeah. Um, but like tomorrow at Greta, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm, I'm in party mode tomorrow. It's different. Cause someone's like, Hey, Hey, you need another one? Yeah. You hey, yeah I'll take another one. Yeah. yeah. But then there's like it, the commercials all yeah. of a sudden it's like a, Oh, you got to relax a bit, crush some, talk about what happened and then calm everyone down. Cause the game's back on. Hey, game back mm-hmm. on. Stop it. Don't talk to me. If I'm at a game, there's no way I'm not drinking. Oh yeah. Especially in the playoffs. Well, it's Mr. Loge here. They just come serve you all the damn time. You're not even done. You're like, I have another, yeah, sure. Whatever. Uh-huh. 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 Is that your so, new name? Mr. Loge. I was, Loge. I was, uh, the first time I ever got to sit in the sports net lounge was in game two or uh, game five, I should say on Tuesday. And <laughs> it was very funny. They came up and they're like, do you want to drink? I'm like, yeah, I would. So they grabbed me a drink and then she's like, do you want to start a tab today? I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. What, what's it like in the Sportsnet Lounge? It's cool. There's free food in there, which is the like the main draw. Oh, but what's the, the seating situation? The seats are cool because you got a little table beside you, which is nice. You got more space between you and the people in front of you, which is nice. Um, it's like Loge, but higher. Angles are good. Right. Angles were good. I was right on dead like at the end. Obviously, if you're going to pick your spot, you want to be in the middle a little bit, but. I just want to be in the building. I don't care. For me in the playoffs, I don't care where I'm sitting. My seats for game one, me and sales guy, Jared, we went, our seats were not good, but I just wanted to be there. And that's really all I think about when I go to the playoff games. Question number two, we're reversing the order. Do you think the Oilers have said or should have said something to the NHL about the Kings diving throughout the series? No, like, what are you going to do, right? Like, send a memo to leave. Maybe like, just a thumb drive. You know, you pack it with a couple yeah. of clips and fire it on over. Nah, yeah, there's no need. Uh, no, 
my answer is just no, that's not something that I'll jump in next. I think Woody says what he has to say in his post games. He's always got a funny way of putting things like, Oh, we scored on our one power play chance of the game and you'll repeat it over and over again. Can you guarantee that Holland didn't do something? No, I have no idea. So yeah. So one, you never know. And two, I think the biggest help was BXA. Why would happen with BXA? BXA brought it up on TV, on TV. Mm. Dan. Uh, I don't think that they do it mid series, but I bet you that they did some kind of a highlight reel of last year's, uh, series. The officiating has been so bad in the playoffs or has been so bad times that I think every company out there that thinks they're a little bit of a hockey follower blog or whatever is posting it that the NHL, you literally have to have your head in sand in order to avoid it all. Yeah. Right. Well, game start on time. I would be. <laughs> well, they, that, that's never going to fucking change, but. Gamesmanship wise for me, I would do it ahead of the series. I would have sent them footage from last year and shown the league. Ah, these are the Kings. Clearly, what you think? Reminder. You think the Oilers did or should they? I was about the embellishment or just in general? About the diving specifically. Um, See, for me, I, I've kind of thought about that too. I feel like that's something the refs should almost discuss amongst themselves a little bit of being like, hey, the last group guy told me on that team that they were diving everywhere and they embarrassed us a little bit. So it feels like that hasn't happened either. So no, I don't think the the others have done that, but I bet they've sent some stuff into the league. I'm going to start right in the middle with Rick. What makes the Oilers power play so good right now? We all know they're amazing on the power play in the regular season, but so far they've really cranked it up in this series. You know what? I'm not so sure if there's anything you point out that makes them twice as as lethal right now they're almost twice as lethal right yeah it's pretty damn close um maybe it's less opportunities on the power play that when they do get it that they hammer it down i like guess there's is there anything you see out there like they move the puck differently yeah. things are getting through they have less chances and they're capitalizing on the same you know it's just it's, it's weird i think it's uh almost similar to the regular season it's the unpredictability you can sit there and game plan for them but then dry saddle moves to the middle of the ice instead of his office mcdavid's on his off wing not a strong side and tice or evan bouchard's gonna start ripping the puck instead of passing it like or it doesn't, doesn't they can rip it you t- take a step yeah. to the right and it's a wrist shot so like they they have so many different ways to hurt you that you can't game plan for them. And in situations like this, they're just getting theirs right now. Yeah. I think there's a certain amount of lore that's built up around this power play too. And so I think that that's just an element that's just playing into it, that the Kings are sweating when they take a penalty and they're gripping those sticks a little bit harder because they know that power play is that good. Liam, I think it's Evan Bouchard. I think there's just an extra weapon on there that now that he's just elevated his game so much that I think the power play has now been able to take another level and the, the Kings are just like, well, who are we committing to? We commit to McDavid who had 60, whatever goals, dry who had 50 or Evan Bouchard, who could be us on almost any shot he tries. So I what think about, what about, do you think they, uh, they do have something and they're going out for their goalie in a certain spot? I think that's probably the case too. And they've, they've mastered that and maybe that's it, right? You play the same team over and over again. You kind of get a rhythm against them, but I just think Evan Bouchard's game overall has elevated this team that I think that's the main piece on the power play too. For me, I think that it's the Oilers have got multiple pitches working really well for them right now in the power play for a long, like there were times where I'm talking about a handful of years ago now where it was always, the play was always to try and force it cross crease Leon in the office in the back of the net and damn it. That's a hell of a pitch. But in this series, they're looking for it if it's there, but they don't lean on it 
like they have in the past, it can go up to Boosh and he rips one. Connor maybe flips around to the other side, like Connor, uh, like uh, Tyler said, he scored two goals in game three like that. Connor and that Connor and Nude shooting from their their left side. Mm-hmm. You know, you start coming in, you're looking for that that Messier shot off the one foot. You cover that too much, then he fires across to Leon. So I think they've just got multiple pitches and they're working for them right now. And LA is having a real hard time with it. Last question for Ask the Idiots. Uh, this is just a, a weird one, but I like it anyway. Look at your co-host to your immediate left. So yeah, I, so Liam would be looking at Dan, Dan at Rick, Rick at Tyler, Tyler at me, me and Liam. What is it like watching hockey with that person? Liam, I'm starting with you. Uh, with Dan, I don't know if we've ever watched a hockey game together, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine it would, Dan would be the calming presence of the group, but also the man at the pies who would pick up the mic and try and get everyone going again and be optimistic about the whole event. Yeah, that's, that's pretty accurate. That's yeah. kind of what I try to aspire on. to be. There you go. Dan, what is, Rick, what is it like to watch a game with Rick? Rick <laughs> is heart racing uh, pace. He's intense as all fuck. Uh, if you don't know him, it's, it's like fearful to approach, but if you do know him, he, he, he can yes. snap out of it and then come right back in. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. It's he's just in, in his Lake Rick. Um, so yeah, I would just say it's like, it's, if you don't know intensity of playoffs, stand next to Rick. <laughs> I've gone to a bunch of games with Rick. I've watched a ton of games with him. He's just fucking fun. Yeah. I love it. You walk it, in the building with him and he's going from the time he walks in to the time we leave. And man, I have a good time. Uh, Rick, what's it like to watch with Tyler? Tyler's actually like a, uh, like a, like a lighter version of myself. He won't get exactly as loud as I am, but he's just as intense. He ain't afraid of the booze. There's the emotions right there on the sleeve. It's, uh, it's fun. It, it makes me feel good knowing that there's, you know, there's someone between myself and the average regular person. It's a good way to put it. Tyler, what's it like watching a game with me? Uh, love filled. You love giving out <laughs> hugs and high fives. And, uh, also if you watch a game with bagged milk, you will notice like 10 things happening, not on the ice in the arena that you otherwise would not have noticed happening <laughs> at some point. Like the friends you made in game four in LA. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I do like making friends when I'm hammered. That and if you go to a game with bag milk, you're probably only going to see a little bit of the game with bag milk. Cause you'll be gone at some point. Or he does. He tends to go on little journeys. If yeah. the most notably, if the Oilers are losing, I will just, I'll just get up and leave. You make your own. I don't know if you were losing in that Calgary series where the, uh, in the alumni area and the, uh, well, Australian word, and using those Australian words and stuff. <laughs> he was hungry. <laughs> <laughs> the shredded beef sandwich. <laughs> yeah, the old alumni lounge. That's poor my favorite Joanne. place to Was go. Was Joe with you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, poor Joe. <laughs> uh, I've only watched a couple with Liam now that I'm thinking about it. Um, Vegas, I'm thinking about. Oh, yeah, the San Jose game. And I was very drunk that day. Sunglasses. Yeah, I just, I, I like your, your points on the game. I like the way you, you the jokes you make. I like when you're drinking because then you've got funny shit to say. Mm. Uh, yeah. You had about that, that 20 ounce beer on you in that San Jose game we were watching. So it's fun. He's always fun though. That was a nice little pick me up for all of us. I think Yeah, your little confidence boost ahead of game six. I'll say one thing you dislike about each other. Knock everyone down a peg here. Uh, And a big chunk of us will be watching the game together tomorrow night down at Greta where 
If you want to pick up some nation gear, we will have some being sold at the event. Maybe you want the new playoff tee. Maybe you want a Rick's Rock in the year of Nuge tee. I just got mine today. I'm excited mm, about it. Spicy. We will have some being sold at the playoff party. Uh, quickly, before we get to hot and cold performers, tomorrow, Betway. What do we like in terms of a betting angle? I am going to go with a Connor McDavid goal played together with the Edmonton Oilers victory. It might not be juicy, but damn it, it feels like a lock. Over five and a half goals, Oilers to win. And that has been a tasty little bet all series long. Without even seeing them, you guys are throwing down, eh? Yep. Oh, yeah. Oof. I'm going to go with a little a little mixture here. I have an Oilers win, money line, over five and a half. Mixed in with a dry saddle, two and a, uh, one and a half points. Maybe two and a half, actually. Ooh. I stick with the dry one and a half. But the Boosh, uh, the Boosh shot prop and the Boosh. Uh, Power play prop. point is electric on the Boosh. Too. Yeah, check that one out if you're looking for something. I also on game five, I was sitting there in my seat and I'm seeing the boys warming up and they got a little bounce and the, the hip hop's blasting. I'm just like, you know what? I'm doing it. Fucking hammered the puck line on Tuesday. We'll see how I feel tomorrow pregame. I might be. Might tomorrow be. could be a puck line. Yeah, day. It could be. Puck I think a puck line. line. Puck line Saturday they call it actually. Mm. All right, BM, get your buttons ready. Let's wrap this bad boy up with a little bit of hot and cold performers. Let's also give a little bit more love to Trent Wilhawk. Wilhawkbeefjerky.com. If you want to try the best. Best beef jerky out there. Uh, hot and cold performers. We will start with our veggies and I'll start with the man next to me. Rick, who's your hot or who's your cold performer? Okay. So I know I harp on this, but this is, this is more like the NHL needs to figure this out. Cause there's just been too many hits from behind without any repercussions behind it. Totally. I think both oiler ones should have been five. I think the one last night, ah, the, the one last night, I don't think it was as bad, but there is the one against Barzell. It's just, I, I don't know. Like the hits from behind, they need to really eliminate these from the game. I really hope they don't wait till someone's seriously injured in order to do it. Kind of like they did with the chicken wings to the, uh, to the jaw and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But the, 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 the league needs to figure out how to get these hits out of the game. That's a joke. That's an absolute joke is what it is. Dan. Uh, my co-performer of the week is just going to go to Corpusalo, who continues to be as bad as we thought he would be. And he's going to continue that right into the weekend. This is not bad. Juju Corpusalo, You're my co-performer. What the hell is going on? My co-performer of the week goes to the writers of Game of Thrones. I finished it this week. And <laughs> season eight, you were a joke, an absolute disaster to the entire cast and to the fan base. It the same night of an Euler game. I finished it on. I don't, you tweeted I, it out. I thought. I thought you tweeted. No, it out I think that. I finished it on Wednesday. What is it? I can't remember. I watched it in two seconds. So, uh, yeah, you're a mess, and don't write anything ever again. What have you named? <laughs> George R. R. Martin is the writer of the book. But he stopped writing after like season seven. Season yeah. eight was purchased by a different company and they came out right now. Yeah. Yeah, what do you Disaster. got? Uh, you know what? I wish the Oilers would have played last night. I don't like this three-day break. I get it. Crypto.com arena is a mess to schedule. I get it. But I don't like this three-day break. I would have loved the Oilers to get back at it last night. They're rolling. So this three-day break, no bueno. We have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, and flat out deceived. I know they have to make money, but there used to be a day when they would just put you in a smaller arena if they couldn't book the main <laughs> arena. They KC Twin Arenas for game six. <laughs> open the forum. I'm yep. just saying it. Let's open the forum up. Let's see what they got. My cold performer is the singular bite of cat food I had. That is all. Oh, my goodness. Uh, honorary hot performer for me. Oh, get cold. Hot performer of the week. Flip it around. BM, what do you got? Let me think here. Oh, 
You know what, boys, pull out your phones here, real, do it for me real quick. And if you're listening to this too, I want you to pull out your phones and Google the uniquely shaped iceberg that's floating near Newfoundland today. It is my hot performer of the week. Boys, let me know when you see it. He's a hot guy. <laughs> iceberg Newfoundland. Mm-hmm. Loading. I'm is not supposed to look like oh, a penis. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, that looks like a penis. Wow. <laughs> He's yeah. a hot guy. Look how, look how proud he looks. Just He's there. a hot guy. And, and it's, and it's <laughs> cold. Like the cat that just brought you a mouse. It's cold out there. <laughs> BM, yeah, it's cold out there. BM, or uh, Liam, what do you got? Sorry. A bit, distra- <laughs> a bit distracted. My hot performer of the week goes to the people of Oilers Nation Everyday chat who all wished me happy birthday this week. That was very nice on Monday when I hosted the show. Very supportive group. Good boy. news. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Good news. We found out if you do want to wish Liam a happy birthday, the month continues is for a, another, what, 28 days? Uh, until May 24th. Yeah. I go backwards on my birthday month, not in anticipation to it like Christmas. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, my yeah. cold performer of the week is going, or sorry, my hot performer of the week is the fact uh, I was able to step into Ford Hall for the first time since the playoffs have begun. And, and I noticed before that. the game started uh, that the Ford Hall bounce is back. Oh, so, so the, uh, if you'd like to check out the trampoline that is Ford hall, it's starting early and it's every game day. So we're back, baby. It's playoffs time. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Again, I'm not sure that the engineers had that in mind, but maybe <laughs> it's a feature, not a flaw. You, didn't, you, didn't, you thought the wave was going to be a, take a temporary break. Well, in fact, it just continues it every is, day. I think we should do the wave Onyx. I think it has its <laughs> yeah. flow to it. That's mm. an automatic wave. It is funny how that was the viewing party area. Now all of a sudden it's, oh, we have the moss pit now. <laughs> Please stay on solid ground. What's your escape? <laughs> Rick, what do you got? You just have to give it to everybody wearing the uh, the Oiler colors right now. They came back. We're down here. We've got one game to go. Finish it off tomorrow night. And like, uh, we'll all head out to Vegas here in a couple days. It's getting hot in here. All of us together. Oh, please. Dare to dream. My hot performer of the week is going to go to Mr. Zachary Hyman. Slow start to the series, but boy, did he ever turn on the Jets in games four and game five. That guy is playing some good hockey right now. I need some love. This is why I'm hot. I'm hot because I'm flying. You ain't because you not. Scored with his fucking face. Smitty. That'll hurt. The Jets got turned off last night. Yes. The Vegas Golden Knights. They were bad last night. They that were just was, straight up bad. That was embarrassing. Not a good team. That was a That's bad thing. effort, yeah. as Rick they're Norris kind of, pointed out. They're kind of like uh, broken from within, like the Flames were a couple years yeah. ago. And currently. Yeah, <laughs> All right. It's a different version right now, but yeah. That is a wrap on this week's edition, or this Friday's edition of Oilers Nation Radio. We also got to give some love to Greta, which is going to be hosting our playoff party tomorrow, and we'll be selling nation gear as well. AMA Travel and amatravel.ca. Betway 19 plus. Play responsibly. Oodle noodle which is stocked up with Oilers Nation stickers and the fantastic new Fanalytics-inspired playoff menu at Boston Pizza. Enjoy Game 6, everybody, and we will talk to you again on Tuesday. Major Keeler. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.